the Better Brew Podcast. Calling all business owners, busy bees, and wannabes. If you're here, you're in the right place. I'm Stephanie Huffman, owner of Bosco, Bailey, a business, and a bursa. Each week, I'll take you behind the barista bar and share with you the recipes for juggling the lattes of life while looking for that perfect blend. Welcome to the best 20 minutes of your week. Now let's get down to business. The Better Brew Podcast was started for people like you and me. We're trying to run a business, a home, and a life. Contrary to what some people might think, it's not easy, and sometimes we're just faking it as we're trying to juggle all of those plates. This month, our theme has been unexpected transitions. We've been talking about the here, there, and everywhere of running a business, a home, and a life. If you've been following us in this series, then you've heard our episode on here, then you heard our episode on there, and now you're going to experience our episode on everywhere. And believe me, the person I'm about to introduce you to fits that word perfectly. Anna Via McLean. <laughs> Girlfriend, you're literally everywhere, and yet you somehow manage to pull it off just like nothing is happening. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It yeah. takes a full team of people to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you Oz behind the curtain really at the end of the day? Yes. And you actually, you actually started your business when you were how old? Uh, 29. That is amazing. Um, when I think of you, I think of someone who's better at juggling plates than a person in a three ring circus. Like I was saying, it's kind of amazing to watch. And, like I said, you literally are everywhere, and we're going to break that down for the audience later, but I love the story about how you actually and why you actually began your business. You were laid off at Christmas. Yeah, just just a few short days before Christmas in 2013. I mean, seriously? It's, it, yeah, and it was the only time that I've ever been laid off slash fired. And uh, the timing was, yeah, I was like, really? This is, okay, sure. This is a thing? (laughs) It was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. It happened in a Panera uh, because I was working for a remote-based company, so there was no office space, which I get. Um, But I think the the most challenging part of it was the, um, uh, like, there there were people eating sandwiches and then watching me get laid (laughs) off like it was dinner theater. It was, it was horribly uncomfortable. And it's like, I have such a, like a mental report card of success. And I was like, no, like it ruined my perfect record of always being the one to leave. Um, And so, yeah, it was, I think the most challenging part about it was just knowing that with the timing of it, I wasn't going to be able to find anything new for weeks because nobody hired, like no one's in the middle of hiring, you know, over Christmas and New Year's and that kind of thing. So, you know, there were jobs out there, but even as I started applying there, there weren't really prompt responses. So uh, that was sort of the the challenge in that is, is it wasn't the right fit for that job anyway, but really the, what am I going to do now right at Christmas was a, was a pretty, a pretty big, scary question. That's just, that's just the worst. Um, I met you about a year after that, and I uh, I had the privilege of going through that season with you. 
Uh, you organized your business with like lightning speed. And I think you even had your first W-2 employee within a year. Was that right? Yeah, pretty much. So we, we went, um, I went from no clients to 17 clients in about six months. And that taught me a lot of different things. One of the things was, oh, there is a big need for, for marketing help for small businesses in our market. As you know, you know, we have similar businesses. Five, six years ago, there were a lot fewer marketing agencies in Nashville. So like, you know, there was definitely a hole to be filled in that, in that industry and in that, that niche. And, uh, um, quickly I realized I was going to need help. So I, I hired some contractors to get started, but then the work just became recurring. And so it built up pretty quickly after that. So it just sort of like, you know, grew on itself. Yeah. And here you are. I think you're now at year six. We are. Year six was, was just in March. But I, it was funny to watch you because you are a serial entrepreneur. And if people think they are, they need to meet you to really understand what one is. And about three years in, I started to chuckle because I had always told you you're going to get bored. I know. <laughs> Come on, tell me about that. I think the challenge is, um, and for anybody who does like DISC or Myers-Briggs or anything like that, I am the highest D possible of ESTJ. Like my, I am, I am just, I need to do 8,000 things at the same time. And I don't think bored is really the right, it's not that I was bored like, ho-hum, I don't like my business anymore. It's just that as my business started to um, grow and I hired these really amazing people and they started to take things off of my plate, it freed up a lot of my time to do some other things. And so, um, yeah, so over the course of the past several years, um, I've started different companies. Some of them have been limited. They've had like a specific use and a specific point in time. And then we've had some duds, you know, I tried some things that didn't work and learned so much from them. I think what people, uh, people who might feel they're an entrepreneur versus someone who's, it's just, they're wired that way and it's their DNA. You're just wired that way. Uh, some people just have in their DNA, the ability to juggle multiple plates. And if they're not juggling multiple plates, they're not okay. They're not happy. And that that's just who you are. But what's interesting is a lot of people who juggle plates have trouble staying organized or being uh, good about boundaries. And you are incredibly organized. Your house is incredibly organized. Your life is incredibly organized. Your calendar is incredibly organized. You have these amazing boundaries for a young woman. What do you attribute that to? <laughs> Um, how, how long is the podcast? Um, I, I think that, um, it did very much start with my mom who is a single mother and, you know, worked multiple jobs, put herself through college to become a nurse, that kind of thing. Uh, she did eventually get married when I was around five or six and had, you know, my brother, but ended up getting divorced and remarried. So, um, it started with her and really seeing two things. One was, how I wanted to be. So how I wanted to be able to make a life for myself. And the other was how I didn't want to be, which was, I didn't want to be in a position where I was, you know, not financially stable or had to work multiple jobs or had to, you know, while putting myself through school. And so it was, it was sort of the juxtaposition of like, I need to be looking at this and making some choices to, you know, to really have a successful career. Um, the entrepreneurial bug really hit a little later in life after I realized that the sort of corporate career was not right for me. Like you said, I wasn't wired that way. 
Um, the organization and the boundaries is 100% just, I am so type A, like detail oriented. Like when I say I want to do 800 things at once, I can do 900 if there's a color coordination alphabetical filing system. Like the more the more systemization we have, the more stuff I can accomplish with, with a team and with outsourcing and with all those things. So Yeah, exactly. I was really proud of you that you didn't succumb to the pressure of going to college because I don't think it would have been a happy experience for you. I think you did the right thing. How on earth did you allow yourself, after your single mom put herself through college, how did you allow yourself permission and the right to go, this is not for me? Yeah. So that actually started with a conversation with my mom and dad when I was like 16 or 17. And we started talking about, you know, that's when they, they come to you. You have to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life and spend $200,000 on getting trained in it. And I'm like, like, I'm not allowed to drink or smoke or vote. And like, you know, I'm not like, and I'm supposed to be deciding what I'm doing. I'm like, no. So I started working full-time as a, as a hostess when I was 16, 17 really it came from not wanting to pick something. So my family and I talked through it and we decided I was going to go to community college. The initial plan was for me to do that for two years and get an associates and then just transfer those credits over to a bachelor's. It took me two and a half years to finish the associates though, because I did an internship with the department of human services. So I took a semester off. And when I came back, once I had had that real world experience and I was working full time in a restaurant, you know, I started looking at getting my real estate license and I was just like, you know, this is not, I cannot come up with something that college is going to give me definitively. That's going to be the answer for what I'm searching for right now. And I just can't bet 40 to 80 to a hundred thousand dollars on something I don't know to be true. Not to mention, I always was like, I was good at school, but I didn't really love school. So um, I ended up, instead of going to, to school to get my bachelor's, I took my associates in communication um, and I got a, a full-time job in event management. And then I continued my career and I just, it, it started with, I'll go back when I have time. And then it became, why do I need to go back? And then when I started my company and I was able to say, I have experience in marketing, I have experience in small businesses. No one's ever asked for my degree. Not a single prospective client has been like, what's your degree in marketing in? What they're looking for is someone who knows it. Yeah. So you started your business at 29 and you bought your first home at... 19. <laughs> you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. In fairness, it was like a duplex. Uh, no, My mom was an OBGYN nurse and my dad was a pediatrician in Hendersonville. So... Um, they, uh, they had, you know, careers in that. And my dad decided that he was going to step down from that. And they decided to move to Maryland when I was 18. And uh, they said, are you coming with us? Cause I was already in school full time and working full time, but living with them. And uh, they said, um, are you coming with us? And I said, you know, no, I'm not. I, you know, I've got a life here and I want to stay here. And this is an opportunity for me to move out and be independent. And they said, well, we're moving in 10 months. So you need to get out of the house right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were like, you need to go learn how to live on your own while we're 10 minutes up the road, not 10 hours on the other side of the, the country. And we're like, oh, oh okay. Well, so I had an apartment for about eight or nine months um, of literally 10 minutes from their house in Hendersonville. And when I started to look at a full time, like, okay, where do I really want to like, you know, get a, get a lease. They were going to move that summer. And um, they said, you know, if you're looking around, you know, we started looking and I'm like, a one bedroom apartment is $650, $750 a month right now. And they said, you know, if you got a house, 
it'd be cheaper. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm 19. I'm not buying a house. And we started looking and all the mortgages were like $550 a month for the things I was looking at. So uh, they helped me, um, you know, pick things out and go through the transaction. That was not a singular process, but um, I sold, this is so funny. I don't tell most people this. I was a huge, I am a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. And I had so much memorabilia that I sold it and used that as the down payment for my first home. Are you kidding me? That's how much Buffy stuff. <laughs> Look, I know you can't see it in the video, but if I turn my camera a little bit, I have a Buffy action figure on my shelf behind me right now to remind me to be more like Buffy the man. As, was that there when I came over for dinner? Because I don't remember that. Oh, no. This is, I'm up in my office. But yes, it, oh, it's been okay. there. But uh but yeah, so the, that went to the down payment. So I owned that home for uh, many years and then I decided I wanted to move to East Nashville. Um, and so in my, in my mid twenties. And so I got a house in East Nashville uh, in the Inglewood Second area. house. Second house. Yeah. So I was not able to sell the first one fast, fast enough to get the house I wanted. Um, I ended up selling it a little bit later, but a little bit longer later than I had wanted to. Uh, but it was, I did have those two properties for a while. And then, um, yeah. And then from there, um, I lived there for a little bit, but decided to get into the real estate market and some of the Airbnb stuff. And so there's been some house shuffling and that's happening right now. Again, do you, do you clean your own home? My home? I clean my home and I clean, um, when I was running the Airbnb, I clean the Airbnb as well. So you literally were running a business, running your own homes, plural, and you were flipping every weekend or every other day or whatever. Yeah. It, it, for the season, it was two to three times a week for the Airbnb. How did you do that? Um, ADD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, uh, not to make light of that, but no, literally, I think, um, I, when I say multitask, I'm the kind of person that like, I really like conference calls because I like to have a conversation while I'm doing things with my hands. And so, um, this is a tip that I've actually given on some of my webinars. I will clean my home while I'm on the phone with people because I have the privilege of working from home. Our company has always been remote based. So I'm always at home. I'll be folding laundry while I'm having a sales call with a prospect. I'll be wiping off all the counters in the house and dusting while I'm talking to my team about project management, you know, I'll be all those things. So like, um, and it works the same with the Airbnb. Like I would say, Hey, uh, we actually would calendar it out. So I'd go, this is when I have to clean the Airbnb. We would put a note on my calendar and it would be a special color so that the team knew she's there, but she's available for phone calls. And then what they would do is load up that hour and a half with any kind of phone calls that I needed to have for the day. How do you have a life when you're doing all of everything we've just talked about. So being able to integrate my life and my business makes everything easier. If I, when I had a corporate job and I had to get up at, you know, 6.30 or 7 a.m., make myself look cute, eat breakfast, get a coffee, drive downtown in traffic, you know, get to work by eight o'clock, punch the card, be there until five or later, depending on, you know, per perception of how much I'm working, do the same thing going backwards and then have a life that was so much harder for me than what I have now, which is like right now this morning, you know, I got up and I ate my breakfast and I did sort of my morning routine I started, I'm, I'm selling my, my investment property and all the Airbnb stuff's in it. So I spent 30 minutes on Facebook marketplace, just managing and selling things for pickup. 
So that's like a side thing, right? That's that business. Then I like, you know, I triaged all my emails and then I went downstairs and I fed the dogs and I gave them their medicine and I like, you know, got ready and dressed for the day. I ran over and like did a pickup for the marketplace thing. And I came back and I did the podcast. And then when I leave here, I'm going to Home Depot to get some things to, you know, fix the the house over there. And then we're probably going to, I'm going to stop with my boyfriend and grab lunch because he works from home as well. The integrate, there's not a balance to me. There's not, you shouldn't have 50% work and 50% life. I want to integrate those things because when I can look at my calendar and say, yeah, I can do that whenever I feel like doing that, it makes everything a lot easier. And I know that's a privilege that not a lot of people have, and I am grateful for that every day. But I think that when people look at and compare to what I'm doing, you do so much, it's great. I have have a fully fledged business, an entire team of people that make me look like I'm everywhere. I do one podcast and I've got a team of people that are in marketing, you know, that put it, that put it everywhere. So I go, Hey guys, I did a pop, even this Kristen scheduled it for me. And then she'll take the link and put it out while I'm over here doing some other things. So it really is about scalability and about feeling comfortable with what you're committing to. And then, and then that integration. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I love about you is that you actually allowed yourself to take yourself to an exclusive spa. And I was so proud of you that you did that. People need to do that, but I I don't think they give themselves permission. Yes. Everyone needs to go to the spa. (laughs) Like, like yeah. Like if you could, if you could carve it out, uh, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. It was life changing. It literally was life-changing. You know all of the personal reasons for that, but it was life-changing for me in many ways. You did come back different. You made some good pivots after that. So everyone now has had kind of a a look into the window of your crazy life with all the plates spinning, and you're just standing there just having a cup of coffee while you're spinning them. And how could you share your Better Blend tip? How could you make their lives a little bit better or encourage them? What would you say? Yeah. Um, I thought about this when I was, when you said my theme was everywhere and how you position that. And here's my tip. Please do not compare your chapter two to my chapter 20. So all of the things you said, Steph, I, I mean, thank you for that, you know, assessment. And like you said, there's sort of a glimpse into the window of my life. Um, it's not perfect. And as you know, I'm someone who, when I got laid off at Christmas, as we've talked about, I had serious mental health challenges, clinical depression, anxiety attacks, you know, panic, all that, or panic attacks and anxiety, all of those things. Those are things I still struggle with all the time. I'm still learning how to be a better communicator. I'm still learning every day intentionally how to be a better leader, how to help, you know, grow a team, how to help scale a business or how to scale a business, all those things. And I've been working on it and myself, my business I've owned for six years, but I've been working on quote myself for 10 or 12 because it didn't start this way. And there were a lot of times where it wasn't pretty. And there are a lot of times now where it's not pretty. Um, I try to put some of that on social media to share. Please do not look at my life or anybody else's and see that chapter 20 and pick all the highlights and say, oh my God, they're amazing and perfect. And why can't I juggle all the plates? I drop plates all the time. I break plates all the time. You know, I like it happens. And like that comparison is not fair to anybody and it's the thief of joy. So that's, that's my tip. Take take with baby steps and just one little step each day, be a little bit better than the day before. If you falter, it's fine. Just try again. That's Mm. how I got to where I'm at now. And that's where I'm going to 
keep going. I'm not done yet. I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. Now we all have different, uh, different skills and abilities. We all have different destinies. We all have different energy levels. And so we can't, we don't want it all be the same because then life would be boring. We need everybody to be different. And that's wonderful that you have that vision and that ability to pierce through the darkness and say, Hey, not everybody should be or needs to be me. And I don't need to be you. And I think that that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you got to run and I sure appreciate you being a part of this uh, special time together. It's always a joy to be with you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that, my friends, is what's been brewing in my brain this week. Can't wait to hear what's been brewing in yours. See you next week on the Better Brew Podcast. I'm Stephanie Huffman, wishing you not only a fantastic week, but that you'll find a better blend.